morning. Good morning. God bless you and thank you, especially for those of you that are up this early. And of course, in the United States, it's kind of early. But if you're watching from around the world, maybe it's the afternoon there, or, or maybe it could be late evening. Uh, but at any rate, many of us are gathered right here. And here it's seven o'clock central time, seven o'clock. And what a deal that people get up and they come out here, not only for those of you that are sitting in here and those of you that are watching over them and viewing over the web, but this morning, like other mornings, I'm told we have folks sitting out here in our parking lot. Yesterday, I got a call uh, from one of our uh, uh, church members, one of our elders, in fact, and uh, they were on their way to the hospital to get some blood work done. He recently had surgery, had some heart valve replacements and on their way to the doctor to get blood work done yesterday, they left a little early and came in the parking lot, sat out there and listened. And he just wanted to give me a report. He's, he said, you know, there, 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 there are several other cars sitting out here, people listening on the, on the radio. So all of you that are tuned in this morning, 96.7 on our, our uh, FM right in our parking lot. And um, welcome. God bless you. Today we are continuing on these 30 steps to a successful life. Now, just to recap for you a little bit, and I, I am the recap king, if you haven't noticed, and I'm, I'm very repetitive, but one of the reasons is, is because if we rehearse, if we continue to repeat, you will make sure, uh, you, you, you will hear it over and over and over and over and over, and you hear it over and over and over and over and over and over and over, you'll go out of here and repeat it, be able to repeat it yourselves. And listen, these 30 steps as a part of the recap is not meant, not designed to make you successful in 30 days. They are designed for you to put in your life and to work for you the rest of your life, to add the elements of success to your life. The first three are very important. They are fundamental. They are foundational stones on, on, on this building your life to, to, to a successful end. The first one is a dream. The second one, meditate. The third one is to declare. Now that's like having a purpose. We need God to inspire us to purpose. And then as we ponder the purpose, as we meditate upon it, God says that is a part of the pathway that brings us to success. And as we do that, God will give us inspired and creative ideas of how the plan can come together. And then we pursue, we engage in pursuit by the declaration of our mouth, certainly, so that we can embrace and we can own the vision that God has given us, okay? And then since then, we have been putting together step after step, element after element. And today's element, I'm so excited about today's element because it is one of the things I learned several years ago that has really helped me in situations that could have been tough, they've come out wonderful because people really do respond. You know, people seldom care what you know until they know that you care. And if you don't care, just like yesterday we talked about kindness, if you don't care about people, if you don't stop and have time to be kind, often people, e even your suggestions, your counsel, your ideas, even when you're right, many times they don't hit the mark and people don't embrace them because... They don't know you care. Caring for people, being kind, taking time. Once people know you care, they often will care what you know. We've added these elements of success to our life. You remember we talked as well about relationship, how important relationships are. Who you connect your life to can determine your future. We talked about presentation making sure that God had something to work with, that we were promotable, that we actually looked like and acted like and sounded like the kind of people, you know, that, that we weren't just losing it. We didn't, we didn't let the small and the minor things take us into some, some rage of fear or anger or resentment so that we basically offer ourselves to God. 
so that he can, can make us into the image of his son. But also, we present ourselves to others as though we know what we're doing, as though we have a goal, we have a vision. You know, I, I, I tell our missionaries that come, and they, 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 they come from foreign countries, and they're, they're hoping, many of them, to raise money in America so they can go back home to some very desperate and needy situations, and they can, you know, help with, uh, the, you know, building orphanages and feeding centers and, and schools and things like this. They are in desperate need of money often, but many times they come to the United States, and if they're not watching, all they will want to do is talk about money. And I tell them, look, if you're, if you're going to expect for people in America to invest in a project, you're going to have to be investment worthy. You're going to have to be the kind of person that knows your dream, the kind of person that knows that there's a purpose for your life, the kind of person that has a plan, and the kind of person that knows that God is going to help them pursue whether America gives a dollar or not. We're going to do this, I tell them. Let people know that you are committed. You're going to give your life to this, and this is their chance to participate in something great, but it's something you're going to do anyway. Just that sheer presentation of the vision in such a different manner than, 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 than many times they're used to. But the way they present it often will determine whether people get on board or not. You know, we want to invest in aggressive, decisive, and determined individuals. We don't want to invest in people who really don't have a plan or don't know what they're doing. And many times they may have that plan. They may actually know what they're doing, but their presentation needs a little work on it. And if you can present yourself a little better in life, God will be able to work with you and work uh, uh, for you a lot better. Then we talked about character. We talked about humility endurance, the ability basically to keep on going under fire. And yesterday we talked about kindness, how important it is to just stop and have some common care for other people. Even though there's trouble in your life, nonetheless, we need to make sure that we're kind because we may be entertaining angels unaware. And Jesus said this, inasmuch as you take in strangers or visit the sick or those that are imprisoned, inasmuch as you give some of your time to giving a cup of cold water in my name, inasmuch as you feed those that are hungry and provide clothing for those who need it, inasmuch as you do these simple things of kindness, you have done them unto me, he said. And in heaven, we will get to hear this again, how important it was to be kind on earth. Amen? Amen. Today we're going to talk about the element of candidness. Candidness. Wow. That's almost like honesty, but it's a little different than honesty. Uh, Candidness can be such a tremendous asset. People will care what you know when they know that you care. And let me preface uh, this element of candidness by saying that if you do not care about the individual or about the circumstance, then you really don't have any reason or right to open your mouth and say anything, all right? If you cannot connect in your heart some love, some care, some concern, some hope that it's going to get better, some hope that, that, that things are going to work out, then you really need to keep your opinions to yourself. Because without that connection, without that compassion, without that care, your only, your only uh, uh, hope is just to be smarter than the other guy. And that's not good enough. 
That's not good enough. You see, I believe that candidness has another element to it, or at least it can have another element to it, and we need to add the element of it, just that common care, a reason why we want to be honest with someone and not just, uh, you know, to cut them or to slander them or to be ugly or just to, just to appear to be more intelligent than, than, than them. That's, those are all the wrong motives. Candidness. We read in Genesis, the 40th chapter, verses 21 and 22. This is after, you know, the chief butler and the chief baker of Pharaoh had offended Pharaoh. That's all we know about it. We don't know what they did, but they had offended Pharaoh. And so Pharaoh put them in prison, in the same prison that Joseph was in. And so Joseph saw them in that prison. He knew that they were, you know, of of, of a particular station of life. And so he served them as he served the other prisoners because he was trustee. But he stopped one day and asked them. He had care. He he, He was kind to them. And he said, why are you so sad? And they said, well, you know, we were the chief butler and the chief and we were put into prison and we both dreamed a dream and we don't know what the dream means. And so they began to tell Joseph the dream and and Joseph listened. He had enough time in his busy, troubled day to sit down and listen to somebody else's dreams. And both of them told the dream. Well, we know that after they told the dream, Joseph had a positive interpretation for one and a negative interpretation for the other. To one, he said, you're going to be restored to your former position in life. Everything's going to be okay. And to the other one, the Spirit of God revealed to him that he was going to be executed. Wow. Amazing. Let's read in Genesis 40, verses 21 and 22. Subsequent to those interpretations, the Bible says, Then, talking about Pharaoh, he, Pharaoh, restored the chief butler to his butlership again. And he placed the cup in Pharaoh's hand. But Pharaoh hanged the chief baker as Joseph had interpreted to them. Wow. Joseph told this baker, you're going to have your head lifted off you. It's, you're not going to live What possesses a person who cares for another, who has evident kindness and care and concern to be so honest as to tell a person, look, I know you're fixing to die. All of your dreams are not going to come to pass. You know, something happened, and but nonetheless, whatever happened, this is not going to change. You're going to end up being executed. That probably was not a popular message. It was probably not what this baker wanted to hear. And I imagine it's not what Joseph took any pleasure in in telling this man. Nonetheless, a part of Joseph's life and a part of the step to success, a part of having integrity, a part of being honest, a part of being valuable to others is the fact that you can tell the truth when the truth matters. You can tell the truth. You can be responsibly honest. You can open up your mouth even in a difficult moment and be candid about situations that affect other people. 
candid with care, candid with kindness. I call that responsible honesty a little different than irresponsible honesty. You know, truth is never determined by a show of hands. No matter what you think about the truth, and no matter how many people around you don't want the truth to be the truth, the truth is still going to be the truth. Truth is not determined by a show of hands. Truth is truth. And sometimes we come into possession of truth. Truth that matters. Not truth that doesn't matter. Truth that matters. Truth that can help. Truth that can inform. Truth that can be shared. But it needs to be shared in such a way that it is not irresponsibly shared, but responsibly shared. And sometimes that truth is going to bring a bad message. It's going to make people feel bad. It's not going to make people have those warm fuzzies that we like to leave people with. Sometimes when you tell the truth, people aren't going to like you anymore. Sometimes when you're that honest and you're candid with people, people might take it wrong or they might be offended. Nonetheless, candidness is something we see in Joseph's life, and it was an evident step, an element, um, an evident element in his life that he was able to employ that brought him into some standing of respect, some standing of honor. Often times when I need to know something, especially something that I know that may not be popular. I have a few people in my life that I will go to and ask. And you know, these people are very valuable. I know they love me. I know they care about me. I know they'll never try to hurt me. And I know they're not complaining or they're not upset because maybe one time before I didn't take their counsel or whatever. But I know when I talk to these few people that they will be candid. They will not, they, they will not risk my future or the future of the things I'm involved in just to placate me, just to make me feel better, just, just so that I can feel like I had the right idea. They will be candid, responsibly honest, responsibly. You see, the Bible tells us that an open rebuke is better than secret love, and the wounds of a friend, they, they are better than the kisses of an enemy. And that's the reality. In the course of this life, we are constantly, forever, we're crossing the paths of new people that we meet. And as we cross these paths of these new relationships, it's important that we leave them with an, with an impression, that we present ourselves right. And one of the elements that we want people to know about us is that we are honest, but we are not irresponsibly honest. We, however, have a care that demands candidness. And we should view these encounters like Joseph did, not as interruptions to his day, that you have to sit down and listen to someone, that you have to take a moment out of your busyness, but rather opportunities to use what God has given us, not only to bless and honor God, but also to bless others. It's so important. Listen, the difference between honesty and responsible honesty, when someone comes up to you perhaps today and they say, you know, uh, uh, how does my hair look? Well, if you happen to already be at work today or at school today and there's nothing these people can do to fix their hair, okay, sometimes they don't even have to ask. You know those people. Ooh, why didn't you comb your hair today? Now, you know, everyone else may also see the same thing. And, and, and I detest the people that hide behind those comments by saying, well, it's the truth. Well, you know, there's a whole lot of things about you that we could talk about too, but we don't want to be irresponsibly honest. Our aim is not to hurt you. Our aim is not to take away your confidence. Our aim is not, uh, our aim is not to be ugly. Be responsibly honest so that you leave them with, 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 with a care and candidness that you understand what you say affects other people. Whenever you tell people that, oh my 
goodness, you know, that's a horrible dress. You know, uh, uh, you know uh, you're wrong. There's no call for that. No call whatsoever. None. Now, if you have a good friend and you have a good relationship and these people know you care and they come up and say, now tell me, how do you like my hair? Well, you know, I liked it better the other way. Okay? Uh, I think that you ought to, you know, you know, green is just not a real good color on you. You know, you need to do something about that. You know, uh, and then offer to help, be, 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 be a help. Responsible honesty has its place, but irresponsible honesty tears things down. Don't hide behind, it's the truth. That's not the candidness that we need in this world. But when you are engaged in a relationship or a conversation or ask for counsel, ask for, for a critical inspection, make sure that you care, make sure that you are kind, and go ahead and be responsibly honest. You'll get a reputation for being candid, candidness with care. Watch what you say. Don't use what you say to hurt people. Learn how to answer in a responsibly honest manner. There may be some other things that you can, can encourage people about. Are you ready for your overcomer's confession? Okay. We need to move along and and make our confession today. I made my confession already this morning. I, I, I pray you're continuing through the day. This is not the last time I will make my confession today. Make your confession. Make it a profession of faith. Engage yourself in this spiritual exercise. And that's what it is. It's like lifting weight. It's a spiritual exercise that will strengthen your spirit. It will strengthen your mind. It will strengthen your resolve. It will cause you to stand a little taller and take on a greater air of expectancy. It builds your spirit. It strengthens your hope. It causes the word of God to be ignited and come alive and have place in your life. Give this word free course in your life by making your faith declaration. This overcomer's confession. Let's read it together. You ready? Through Jesus, my Lord, I am more than a conqueror. I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God. My spiritual eyes are being opened so that I can understand my calling, the wealth of my inheritance, and the kingdom power available to me. I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. No unclean or impure thought can captivate my mind. No sickness or disease has a right to my body. No unholy spirits can seduce or deceive me. The Word of God is my meditation and my answer. I commit myself to God. He causes my thoughts to become agreeable with His thoughts. Because of this, Everything I put my hand to will prosper. God has a plan for my life. He will succeed, and I am going to participate. Please speak the truth in love today. Be responsibly honest to people that you meet. Speak the truth in love, the Bible says, and we will in all things grow up into Christ. The Bible in Proverbs 27 says, Faithful are the wounds of a friend, even when it requires responsible honesty, have the gumption, the guts, the godliness to care, to be kind, and to be candid. Candidness is a definite element to success in life. Be responsible. God bless you. I love you.